2: Welcome to the Show Up Dad podcast. I'm your host, David Mendonca, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jenny Mendonca. In today's special episode of Marriage on the Line Lifeline, we are diving deep into the crucial topic of why we fight in marriages. But before we dive into today's conversation, I want to take a moment to thank our sponsors for their support. This episode of the Show Up Dad is brought to you by Tallman Equipment, a leading provider of high-quality tools and equipment for the power line industry. Visit tallmanequipment.com to explore their wide range of products and discover how they can help you in the trade. Additionally, I'd like to give a special shout out to the Show Up Dad Foundation, an organization dedicated to supporting fathers in their journey towards becoming the best version of themselves. Through their workshops, resources, and community, the Show Up Dad Foundation empowers dads to show up to be present and make a positive impact on their children's lives. To learn more about the mission and how they can get involved, visit the showupdadfoundation.org. So conflict is a natural part of any relationship, and understanding the reasons behind our fights can help us navigate them more effectively and strengthen our bond as a couple. So we're going to explore some of the common reasons why couples fight and how we can address them with my wife, Jenny. Hello. Hi.
0: (laughs) So glad to be here.
2: Yeah, for sure. Well, anyhow, so we're talking about these different issues and why we fight. Um, One of the big ones that we've seen with a lot of couples and even in our own marriage has been unresolved past issues, Jenny. So with that being said, right, we sometimes bring all this emotional baggage into our, our marriages. And when we have triggers in our life it tends to resurface and it starts contributing to the fights in our present time. Right. Mm -hmm. So what can we do with that?
0: Yeah. So we don't just sometimes have baggage. Everybody brings baggage into their relationships. uh, And that baggage originates from our home of origin. Mm -hmm. And I've said it before on previous podcasts, but I'll say it again, the way that our brain actually categorizes these types of, Traumas or issues or things that have happened to us in our home of origin is it categorizes them based off of a feeling and it kind of puts, says, oh, okay, I feel this certain way. So I'm going to put it in this envelope. So anything can kind of trigger that feeling mm-hmm. that will bring you back to the way you felt when you were a kid in your home of origin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, sure. say for instance, I spilled milk when I was little. And I got yelled at, and um you know, I felt an intense amount of shame or something mm-hmm. in that moment, well, and then I you know grow up and move past that, but that shame is still kind of there, and then I get into a marriage and I drop something or I do something in the family,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know with my husband, and what if you yelled at me, then that same kind of shame can come up, mm-hmm. or if I embarrass myself in public, that same shame. But it will be tied to the actual original event that happened.
2: Mm, I could definitely see how that can really, you know, cause some issues in a marriage.
0: Yes, definitely. So these unresolved issues that can take place from our childhood can really just be the underlying root cause of a lot of the problems that we have mm-hmm. in marriage without even knowing it.
2: Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. No. And I like that you said that something as simple as spilling something and getting yelled at, right? Mm -hmm. When you're in that state and you haven't dealt with that past trauma and that past pain, you're literally right there. It takes you back to that moment, right?
0: It does. You feel like a child again. Wow. And you don't even realize it. Sometimes you don't even make the link, you know, that, oh my gosh, I feel so ashamed. You just know that you're angry or that person made you feel awful. And then you have like anxiety about it, or you lash out, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you don't really even make the link there mm-hmm. until you really start to delve deep and ask God, like, God, why am I like reacting so severely to this thing that's not that severe? Because a lot of the times it's not that severe.
2: No, no, definitely. Do you think also, since it's a trauma, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think there's learned responses? off of that trauma, like say for instance, um, trying to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. So you automatically go back to like, say for instance, lying, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: right? You got in trouble, you got spanked or hit or abused because you didn't tell the truth or you did tell the truth. And then all of a sudden your go back or your fallback to is lying whenever you get cornered or, or put in a situation where you feel threatened, right? It's almost like a protective instinct.
0: Absolutely. You can definitely develop uh, behaviors that kind of uh, are protective instincts that you learn as a child in order to survive in the household that you are growing up in, Mm -hmm. basically. And I say survive because sometimes, um, you know, not all of us come from perfect families and Some people were actually kind of emotionally surviving or doing what they could to get through. And as a child, you learn these coping mechanisms and say, you know, lying could have been one that you used in order to protect yourself. So that way you wouldn't receive the, you know, perceived punishment
1: Mm -hmm. uh,
0: that you were afraid of. And then you could carry that on into adulthood Mm -hmm. without even realizing it. That yeah. this is something that you developed as a child in your home of origin, and it becomes part of your behavior now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's good to like recognize these things if you have a loving spouse that can safely point these things out to you. Mm-hmm. And I say that, and that's a very important part. You really need to be safe in the way that you point out. Yeah, Your partner's flaws and their coping mechanisms and stuff. Um, And, you know, if you have a partner that is safe, that can bring those things up to you, it's great to, like, look at it and really try to address those issues.
2: Yeah, well, it's interesting because God put people together, right, Mm -hmm. to be able to navigate these problems, right? It's almost like they magnify the problems that you didn't even know existed within you. And a lot of times when they draw that out of you, we take offense to it. And it causes these conflicts in our marriage. We need to start changing that narrative and look at it as, man, this is issues that are coming out. She's causing them to come out. And I need to work on these issues. And your spouse is there to help you to work on them as well.
0: Definitely. Definitely. And shame is one of those things that are very... um... It's insidious, as Dr. Stephen Poulter would say, if you are interested in learning more about shame, we do have a podcast earlier um, that he talked about shame. He wrote an amazing book called The Shame Factor. And in fact, we are going to be having him on the podcast coming up here in the next couple of weeks because he just wrote a new book about um masculinity and yeah. men. So definitely be on the lookout for those ones. But he talks about how shame can be very insidious. And a lot of the things that we do in our behavior and stuff is so that we we don't feel shame. Because mm-hmm. shame is crippling. Oh my gosh, it is crippling. And when you feel like you've really ruined some something for yourself or for somebody else or you did something that hurt someone or you're just embarrassed by your own behavior. A lot of people will do anything people not feel not way. to feel shame.
2: Yeah. I see people lash out. I, I even know myself, like one of the biggest things that I hate is feeling shame, right? If I feel like I'm the butt of someone's joke, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that'll cause me to throw. <laughs> throw blows. <laughs> yeah, like, no questions <laughs> asked at all, you know? Yeah. So we talked about how it's important to address this and work, through this as a couple, right? Together, right? Mm-hmm. But if you guys are having issues still, we suggest that you seek some sort of professional help if needed, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's going to help you to prevent, you know, ongoing conflicts within your relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Couples therapy, counseling, it can all be available for you. And it could be valuable, you know, to resolve some of these deep seated issues mm-hmm. that you might have, right?
0: Definitely. But also, you know, there is another aspect of this too where there are, issues that are happening in the marriage Mm -hmm. that you aren't choosing to address in the moment you know what i mean and so like say for instance you do something Mm -hmm. that i don't like like you leave the toilet seat up and in the middle of the night i go to use the restroom (coughs) excuse me my throat um anyway and i uh fall in the toilet in the middle of the night and i'm mad and but i don't tell you because i don't want to wake you up you know what i mean and then i just seethe in that and then the next thing you do you know you leave some water on the sink or whatever and then it just starts piling up in my brain and i start you know making all these like counting the offenses against you Uh uh-huh and then all of a sudden those little things turn into this big blow up and i'm mad because i haven't resolved
2: that one issue, right? Yeah,
0: that one issue and didn't bring it up when I could.
2: No, no, that's important <laughs> that you said that because I, I see a lot of people tend to do that, right? And I don't know what it is, why they do that, why don't they address the issue or whatever. Maybe they think it's not a big deal at the time. But man, if you're just focusing on that and you're continuously thinking about that all day long, it's just going to, like you said, pile up and magnify, mm-hmm. right? It caused bigger issues.
0: I think it's exactly like what you said. You don't think it's that big a deal Uh in the moment. But then you find yourself thinking about it Uh over and over and over. And then you realize, I'm really bugged about this. Yeah. You know, because I do that all the time. I'm like, oh, it wasn't that big a deal. I'll just work through these feelings on my own. And then all of a sudden I find out that I'm like really bugged about it. Yeah, and then I kind of hold on to it, and I keep thinking, "Oh, I'll just you know work through it in here by myself," and it never works.
2: Well, you're (laughs) you're meditating on it though, right? Right. There's a reason why they say premeditated, right, when Mm -hmm. when it comes to murder and stuff like that. It's because you're you literally are meditating on the offense.
0: Yes. Yes. Oh man, and rumination, Hmm. rumination is bad. It's a bad thing. In fact. Uh, The Bible says in Philippians 4, 8, that we should be finally brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Mm -hmm. God tells us specifically to think about good things because he knows how powerful rumination is because rumination is meditation. You're meditating on these things. And so if you're meditating on the bad things.
2: Guess what? You're going to get the bad things, right?
0: They get bigger. (laughs) (laughs) And then all of a sudden, it went from, you know, you just leaving the toilet seat up Mm -hmm. in the middle of the night because you were tired, to my husband hates me and I hate him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I know that seems like an over-exaggeration, but if you've been married a long time, those things really build up. The little things are what turn into the big things.
2: A little leaven leavens the whole lump, right? I like that you said that ruminate, right? Mm-hmm. Because this can go also for what you think about yourself. Bible says that what a man thinks on, or what a man thinks on in his heart. So how does, how does it go? It goes, what a man believes in his heart, right? Mm-hmm is what he believes about himself.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You
0: know? The one Bible verse that I think of is uh, in, I believe it's Proverbs mm-hmm. and it's one of my favorites, but it's that as water reflects the face, oh, yes. so one's life reflects their heart. And so you can see through your life, what it, what's in your heart and what's in your heart is really what you're thinking about all the time, Mm. you know?
2: Yeah. So that Proverbs 23, seven, as a man thinks, so is he, right? Mm. So whatever you're thinking on, that's who you are. Mm -hmm. So man, that's, that's such a powerful revelation to think about. You know what
0: I mean? I have like this amazing, um, study Mm -hmm. That I saw, I saw Tara um, Swart on the Steven podcast and she was talking about this amazing study that these, um, they put all these like elderly people in this study and (laughs) they proved that how you think actually even affects the way you look, how old you look. So they took these people and they were in their like... 70s or 80s right and they placed them in a controlled environment where they recreated their homes and things to look like how it looked when they were in their 50s and 60s and then they had these people think about how it was when they were in their 50s and 60s and they did that for a week they lived in this environment and then they took pictures of them before and then took pictures of them after. And they actually acted younger. Wow. And the peop- uh, other people came in and looked at the pictures and said they looked like 10 years younger in the picture that was one week later.
2: Wow. Just from them thinking about seeing uh, and just being able to meditate at themselves at that time, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. Wow. So the way we think affects everything. It affects the way we look.
2: Uh-huh. If it
0: affects our health, it affects the way we act. You know, you can be, you be, can become more depressed if you're constantly thinking about your problems.
2: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Isn't there uh, another person that was doing a study on that? Uh, Dr. Carolyn Lee, wasn't she talking about our brain mapping and stuff like that and what we think on and,
0: Absolutely. She does wonderful stuff about
2: neuroplasticity, right? Yeah.
0: All all those things and, you know, thinking your way healthy. And there's so many amazing programs. And I definitely love that stuff because it has worked for me too. But yeah.
2: So we're going to go on to the next one, which is stress and external pressures. Okay. We know that marriage, there's a lot of stress in it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But we can't let those stresses pull us apart. We need to use those stressors or, or stress to make us stronger. And I've said this analogy before. It's like a bridge, right? They're pulling in opposite directions. It's, a, it's a, a suspension bridge, right? And tension's pulling in opposite directions. Well, don't let that pull you apart. Utilize that to make you stronger, okay? So marriage is the ultimate proving ground, I believe. Right? Because it's going to magnify problems that you didn't even know existed. Mm-hmm. Right? Definitely. So with that being said, right, we have these external stressors. We got work pressures, uh, parenting challenges, man, even our extended family dynamics. All these things can impact the marriage and lead to fights.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So how can we create a supportive and understanding mm-hmm. environment
0: in So definitely, I think it's really important that people put their marriage first. Mm. And I know that seems like a no-brainer, but a lot of the time when we get into the autopilot of life, right? Complacency, like what you're saying, we will start to kind of put things as more important Mm. than our spouse. We'll start putting the children more important. And, you know, now all of a sudden it's out of whack because I'm mad at my husband. Cause he doesn't understand how stressed I am about these kids because these kids need everything. And, and I have to put them first mm-hmm. where you might just have things out of balance or your husband might be like, you know, work is the most important thing. And, you know,
2: I got to provide. Yes. And, yeah. yeah. For and sure.
0: I just feel like, when external pressures are really weighing on a marriage, it's because we've lost sight of what's important. Mm,
2: I like that you said that lost sight of what is important. It goes back to what we're thinking on, right?
0: I think what we're thinking on also what we're striving for. I know that sometimes like with very driven men like you, mm-hmm. you can get tunnel vision Yeah, and be like, I need to accomplish this thing. I want to buy a house or I want to buy a new car. And then you get into tunnel vision and your blinders are up and you just plow through. Mm -hmm. Got to get
2: it done. Right.
0: Right. And then sometimes you forget. But I think if everybody kind of keeps that mentality, that my spouse and my marriage is the most important thing. This is the foundation. And if this isn't good, there's cracks and the whole family's going to fall. You can get through anything because, Everybody is struggling
1: yeah.
0: at some degree at some in some way, you know if you're not struggling financially, you might be struggling with your health. if you have great health, you might be struggling financially. you know everybody has something that's yeah. going on, but the people that make it through are the ones that know what's important, and knowing that me and you being together and making this marriage work regardless if we have the biggest house on the street or Mercedes in the driveway or you know what I mean? Yeah. Those kinds of things, then you can get through it. Yeah. What do you think?
2: No, I agree with you a hundred percent. And when you're talking about that, it kind of brought me back to one of the things that you told me in our marriage, when we were going through a lot, you would say that all you wanted was me. Mm-hmm. You didn't care about house, toys, nothing that all you wanted was me. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't care about a big ring or nothing like that. Just me. Yeah. You know,
0: well, let's face it. You could have everything in the world. Yeah. And be extremely lonely in your marriage
2: still. Absolutely.
0: You know what I mean? And still feel very alone. You could have all kinds of friends and, you know, all these things, but mm-hmm. it's it feels so, lonely when you're not on the same page as your husband and then things go wrong in the the family with the children and stuff like that and mm-hmm. you know and even when it comes to like in-laws and things like that this still applies with that too because your marriage comes before them absolutely so what they have to say or their opinion or how they believe that you should be living your life It should not come before what you and your spouse have decided. Same thing with friends.
2: Yeah. Well, you definitely don't want your in laws to become outlaws. Right. Right. And a lot of times we tend to fall back on them, you know, when we run into a situation that we've never seen before, whether it be on parenting or even our own marriage, right? We want to run to them to get their advice, but you need to use good judgment on that right
0: wisdom definitely wisdom. Yep. yeah
2: because they're on your side no matter what mm-hmm. right and when you're bad-mouthing your spouse not because you hate your spouse but because you're you know heated up uh, you're in the heat of the moment or whatever emotions you're letting them rule you and stuff like that and you go to them and you want to vent to somebody and you vent to your parents well your parents don't forget <laughs>
0: they're not gonna forgive your spouse the way you are they're gonna be like unless you have like amazing godly godly parents but even then no keep keep your stuff
2: between you and your spouse where there's bias there Mm -hmm. no matter what your kids are your kids always bias you're so right so we talked about the work pressures, you know, that men go through those external pressures, you know, feeling like that we got to carry the weight of the world on our shoulders that we have to provide a, a better life, all these different things, you know what I mean? A lot of times men don't want to talk about that, mm-hmm. right? And I think for me, I didn't want to stress you what, what I was going through, because I didn't want you to worry. I wanted you to know that you were taken care of. So I carried it all upon myself. Mm-hmm. And that's wrong. That is wrong. You know, it is absolutely wrong because now you're thinking, well, what's, what did I do? Right. And those past triggers, you know, you're, you're, you know, whatever happened with you in your childhood or whatever, you're starting to think, OK, what's wrong with me? Why does my husband want to talk to me?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then your brain goes to a different place. right? Mm-hmm. That's when the enemy comes in and starts planting those little seeds, right, trying to grow them putting these thoughts in your head that your en- your husband hates you and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. And the same thing for the husband too. You know what I mean? I could be completely stressed mm-hmm. about something that's going on, not want to talk to you about it because I don't want to bother you with it. I- I'm going to try to internalize it and deal with it. And then that's triggering you. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you're thinking David's mad at me or something. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's important to talk, right?
0: Yeah. It's funny how... Sometimes we think that isolation is going to solve the issue. No. Like if we just sit and think about it, it's going to, we're going to figure it out, right? <laughs> why, do, why do we do that? <laughs> I have to laugh because I do it all the time. So do I. I know you do it all the time, but it it's like such a relief when you actually go to the person and you talk about it and they're they're receptive to hearing it mm-hmm. and it doesn't turn into a fight. Um, If you can really make a safe environment where the two of you really get to talk Mm -hmm. about these things, that's really such an intimate, wonderful thing because now you're getting to know each other for who you really are. Because who we really are isn't who we present ourselves to be. It's what's going on in
2: here. Mm. Being able to show that vulnerability to each other.
0: Yes. Yes.
2: Well, that's a way we can create a supportive and understanding environment, right? Yes. It's just by communicating and being vulnerable with one another and trusting one another, right? And creating that atmosphere where we can go with one another. Yes. Making it safe, like we've talked before in uh, past podcasts, you know. We yeah. could also practice uh, stress management techniques together,
0: mm-hmm. right? Yeah, we go for walks. We're
2: walking all the time, right?
0: We go on walks and we talk during our walks. Um... They, we
2: actually proven, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Shipley, DJ Shipley. He's got this big movement right now going on where he goes on these 20 minute mental clarity walks mm-hmm. in just 20 minutes, you know, just to clear the brain and stuff like that helps him be a better father, a better husband, all that, you know,
0: I've heard about that. Is he the one that does it? And it's uh with no stimulus, right? Yeah. No, no headphones, nothing. No phone. You just go get out there and
2: the recovery walks. He calls it. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and I, I agree. I mean. Come into the house, I used to go for runs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And everybody at work would be like, Oh, why are you running? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. no one's even chasing you. Why are you running? You know <laughs> what I mean? Now I've gotten older, so I don't run and I, I like the hiking. Yeah, so, um, does wonders, right?
0: Yes, definitely.
2: So we talked about that. Uh we could seek support from one another, right? That that'll help alleviate the strain and stress mm-hmm. and stuff like that, creating that environment.
0: I think when you seek support from each other though you also need to say either i just need to talk about it Mm. so it gets out of my brain or i want to know your opinion on it
2: yes you have to clarify especially for men
0: and sometimes if you don't know because sometimes i don't know yeah i'm just like (laughs) and then and then you like will give me uh advice and i'll be like you know what i think i need Just like a hug and comfort. Yeah, I like. So sometimes you just don't know ahead of time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. But if you can. Not get offended. Like if you feel like hurt that they're giving you advice, maybe that's an indicator that what you are really wanting to do is just get it out of your brain, and you just need somebody to listen.
2: You know. So in that moment, and you're getting hurt. What's is that a revelation that comes to you, or like what, like how did you come to? to find that out like maybe i just need a hug
1: i think
0: everybody just needs to work on being more aware of how they're yes. feeling in the moment honestly like if i start telling you a story and then and i everybody's still working on it. i know i'm still working on these types yeah. of things you know to get better at it but if i'm telling you a story and then you give me some advice and that feels kind of yucky i'm going to check myself and be like you know what maybe Maybe I don't want advice. Yes. And then think about it before I get mad and then be like, you know, what, honey, can you just hug me?
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I mean, think about it, man. How many times, how many men out there, because we're natural problem solvers, that's the way God has created us to solve problems. Yeah. We automatically go on trying to give you advice. Yeah. You know, so ladies, if you're listening to this, be aware of your emotions. If you get that check. If you're not receiving the information your husband's giving you, that's a clear indicator that, hey, man, that's not what I need right now. Give me a hug. Yeah, but let us know because we're we're dumb. We're we're men. (laughs) We don't know these things. You know, we've got to be told.
0: And men, you can really bless your wife by just listening to her. And even if she goes in like a huge circle with her story, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't even end up in the place that she started in, you are blessing your wife so much just by listening to her. And you don't really even have to do anything. You just have to listen. Smile and nod. Yeah. Oh, and just be like, oh yeah, okay. But I mean be no interested.
2: I know. I'm just joking. <laughs> 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 I'm just joking.
0: You need to be interested. Like care about what color my nails were.
2: Oh yeah, that's a great color, honey. And you turn around and look and Tiger, telling her they're green and they're totally the opposite color. Like
0: yeah. Yeah. Line. So just, I mean, yeah, be interested. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. So a third one that we're going to talk about is communication breakdown. Uh, communication, we stress, is one of the number one important things you could have in your life. Right. God created us for connection. And part of that connection is being able to cum- communicate with each other. Right. Verbal and nonverbal communication. hmm. So when we talk about that, we have this communication breakdown, right? What contributes to that is uh, miscommunication, uh, poor communication. All these things can lead to misunderstandings, frustration, and arguments, right? So how do we deal with that? Uh,
0: so miscommunications, poor communication, also knowing that communication is like eighty percent physical,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so. You can be saying something, but your body language can be saying something totally different. Yeah. And that happens often. And I feel like, you know, if you come into the house and you've had a long day at work and I say, oh, how are you? And say it with like a bad tone.
1: Yeah.
0: Then it's going to be like, what are you talking about? What's wrong with you? You know what I mean? Yeah. So we really need to be aware of our tone. How we're saying it, also sometimes things that like you do is you have a whole dialogue in your head that you know about, yeah, but you don't explain it to me, <laughs> so then you'll just say like five words out of that dialogue and expect me to know what you're saying, but i I don't know, and so sometimes I have to ask more questions and fish, yeah, but. You know what I mean? So those types of things are really important. If you feel offended by what your spouse is telling you, maybe instead of getting angry right out the gates, you ask a few more questions and say, okay, wait, let me get this straight. So you said this, and what exactly do you mean by that? And in what context are you referring to?
2: Yeah. And it also shows that you're paying attention. Right, right. It's that three way communication. We use it in in the field, you know, in my line of work, you know, they'll tell you something, you repeat it back, and then they'll repeat it back again, just to make sure you got it right.
0: Well, and I think that's a huge point that you're making there. Mm -hmm. Because if we're not listening, the other person can't even communicate to us. And they could be doing everything they're supposed to be doing. But you're not listening. Mm -hmm. So you don't even get the whole story. And that happens to us all the time.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. Like,
0: you'll tell me something and then I'll be like, you never told me that or vice versa. (laughs) I'll be like, I've been telling you all week. And it's because, you know, you're busy
1: with all the other things in
0: your head or you're working still when you're at home or you know what I mean? All these different things. Kids are talking to mom at the time when Mm -hmm. you're telling them. So if you want to communicate about something, also make sure it's a good time to do it.
2: Yes. Yes, absolutely. And also DM us, guys, too, because we have this uh, really great communication worksheet that you can go through with your spouse and uh, figure out what kind of listener you are. Because you'll be surprised, man. We took the test ourselves. And man, I thought I was a great communicator and listener. You know, I do podcasts and everything like that. You know, I'm, a, I'm an instructor and all this stuff. And my gosh, I was failing pretty, pretty bad in some areas. You know what I mean? So this takes work. Mm-hmm. that's it you got to put it into practice and if it's important to you you're going to work on it you know
0: yeah i was actually surprised with the results because i thought i was like mm-hmm. stellar especially concerning my kids but <laughs> and anybody else i thought i was like little miss a plus listener here and no
2: <laughs> so i <yeah>. was not <laughs> so dm us if you guys want that information it's all free through our foundation
0: we're yeah. so grateful for Pastor Craig and him putting together these amazing worksheets and books and stuff in his ministry. And man, it's proven stuff. So just know that this is international worksheets and booklets and they are amazing. All free. Yeah.
2: So we talked about, uh, you know, all the frustrations, all all the things we can do, right? Uh, Important to establish open and honest communication. Right, we have to be safe
1: mm-hmm. when we're
2: gonna have the communication, um, and what we mean by that is when a person feels heard and understood. That's what we want to create, mm-hmm. right? That's the environment we're trying to to make present, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, okay. yep, I agree. Well, let's talk about also being overstimulated and understimulated, and how those can cause problems in a marriage as well.
2: Mm. Talk about
0: it. Tell me. Well, I mean, I know plenty of times when just being as a mom, sometimes
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I feel like there's flames coming out of my head because, you know, the TV's on, the kids are yelling. You're trying to talk to me. The phone calls, like phone is ringing, like all, all kinds of things are happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's like too much and you end up snapping i'll snap at you because you're talking to me at the same time that all this other stuff is happening and then it's like what is wrong with you you know what i mean yeah yeah and that can start a fight just because you're overstimulated or i mean there's been plenty of times where you're trying to drive us
2: oh yeah
0: on vacation and you know how loud the car gets during road trips right with three kids in the car And everybody wants to talk at once. And you're trying to figure out where you're going, if you're on the right highway, if you're making the right choices, you're trying to figure out what to eat.
2: You're trying to parallel park a van in a a, a spot that uh, a little tiny car would fit in. (laughs) (laughs) All the while trying to navigate around a a homeless person and not run them over and the kids are yelling. Yeah, it gets real stressful.
0: (laughs) It does. And you can be very overstimulated in those moments. Uh And those moments are like the perfect storm Mm -hmm. for a fight to break out.
2: I think it's important when you're in those situations that if your spouse is not able to recognize and, and be aware. Of the situation our spouse is our partner Mm
1: -hmm. right
2: i know for you you'll jump in and you'll be like hey kids you need to settle down now daddy's busy trying to drive and vice versa yes you know and i think that's important that's showing that united uh, united front that we always talk about
1: Mm -hmm.
2: and it also helps me out and i help you out with that right because we're we're, it's a partnership
0: absolutely yeah we're in it together definitely and sometimes Sometimes you don't know you're overstimulated.
2: No, you don't. You have to tell me. Yeah. You know, I start getting a little bit louder and louder. And then for whatever reason, me being around heavy equipment or whatever, I can't hear. Mm-hmm. You know, my heartbeat gets up to a certain point and I cannot hear what's going on. And I start talking loud. And then next thing you know, you're like, why are you yelling? I'm not yelling. You know? <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yes. But I mean, we can really help our spouses out. I mean, we can even help our children out too, mm-hmm. just by recognizing when you're overstimulated. You know, and everybody has a different level of tolerance for overstimulation. It's just, you know, being aware mm. of when a person is overstimulated and not. And to piggyback off of this conversation here, I wanna say too, there are different types of overstimulation. Like I know, as a mom that stays home and works um, here in the house as a homemaker and stuff, I can be highly overstimulated emotionally, and be very understimulated, uh, like skillfully or academically, and that can be be frustrating too.
2: Yeah, it can be. Yeah. For so. Sure.
0: So, yeah, there's different types of overstimulation. You can be overstimulated emotionally. You can be overstimulated just by, uh, you know, the environment being too loud, too many things happening, too many questions mm-hmm. all at the same time. You can be overstimulated from, like, making so many decisions at work and stuff like that. Like, I know that you'll come home sometimes totally exhausted or wiped out because it was a very overstimulating day. Yeah. You know what I mean? or. You're overstimulated physically when you worked out in the field and you, your body hurts, but your mind isn't like tired, but your body's tired. Like there's two different, there's all these different types of overstimulation that you can experience. Sometimes your brain is exhausted and your body has energy.
2: Yeah. Well, what about the overstimulation? Say for instance, uh, when, you know, in our line of trade, when husbands are gone for a while or they're working out of town, and you guys don't get breaks.
0: Yeah, that too. I think it's really important. Um, Husbands can do a great deal of good in the support of their wives if they recognize that their wife needs a break. Or maybe they don't recognize your wife needs a break, but maybe you need to start implementing those things because she's picking fights or something. Because I know for me, sometimes I'll pick fights.
2: But it's not from overstimulation, it's from understimulation, correct?
0: Well, it could be from both.
2: From both? Okay. From
0: both, definitely. But we can talk about the understimulation. Yeah. So let's
2: talk about understimulation.
0: So I think sometimes I will pick fights with you because I'm un- understimulated. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Please explain.
0: <laughs> Our brains are set up in a way, they were designed in a way to solve problems. That is their natural function. They want to solve problems uh, and they want to grow and expand. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And research shows time and again, if you're not using your brain power, you're going to lose it. And I mean, there's all these studies that show like when you don't utilize your brain very much, you know, you, you have a higher risk of dementia and Alzheimer's and things like that if you utilize your brain and you exercise your brain on a regular basis your brain is healthier you are mentally healthier you know all these different things because you're not just sitting there kind of like degrade like disin- you know. disintegrating you know in your own mental sludge so when i haven't been mentally stimulated uh-huh like i haven't learned about something exciting or new or started researching things or I'm not reading or I'm not working out or doing errands and I'm just sitting in the house and cleaning and doing monotonous types of things. I find myself thinking about the problems in my life Mm
1: -mm.
0: and how I can fix those problems. And then I start thinking how I feel trapped that I can't fix those problems. So then it's your fault. (laughs)
2: <laughs> and then it picks a fight with me, and here I come back. Here I come from work. Oh yeah, all happy. You know, to be I mean? tired, whatever. You know, yeah. Coming in the house, expecting you know to be celebrated, and next thing you know, I'm getting verbally dumped on.
0: <laughs> or I start picking or and picking. picking and picking and picking, and then and when I like go there, it's it's oh, not, no, a that, that not a happy place. But I mean, we can really. We can create those messes when there's not even a mess because we're understimulated. We're not doing enough things to exercise our own brain in order to, you know, grow and feel satisfied. So then we end up finding stimulus.
2: It's crazy because it's almost like you self-sabotage the relationship because you're trying to solve a problem. You have to literally create a problem that yes. doesn't even exist, right?
0: Well, we're even seeing that in our our country, in the world, yeah. everywhere nowadays with these younger generations, because we've been living in like times of peace for such a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas the generations before that, the young men were Off to war. fighting to go to war. Like they wanted to go to war they're fighting with their parents because they wanted to go to war and they wanted to fight and things like that and now we don't live in those times and
2: yeah
0: people are finding things to fight about and there's really not that many issues but we're creating issues and we can do those same things in our marriage like sometimes I'm like in love with you. And I think you're the greatest person in the whole wide world. And I think everything about our life is amazing. And, oh, thank you, God, for this. And thank you that, for that. And then there's days where I'm like, everything is wrong. Mm -hmm. Or if there's like a problem that normally I can deal with fairly easy, like a health issue or something like that. If I'm thinking about it too much because I'm not stimulated enough during the day, like I'm not doing productive work during Mm -hmm. the day, that problem just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger because I keep thinking about it. And I've got to find a a way to solve this and and all this stuff. And then I explode because I'm upset about this problem.
2: Mm. That could also lead to depression, right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Ruminating. 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 That right there. It will definitely, you know, make depression
1: worse.
2: Man, and just think about all the stay-at-home moms that are out there, mm-hmm. you know, especially in our in our line of trade, right? All the stuff that they have to deal with.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and uh, a lot of a lot of stay stay-at-home moms. On the Gallup poll, they did a a uh, study, and twenty-eight percent of stay-at-home moms struggled with depression, as opposed to working moms, uh, 17% really felt that they struggled with depression. And a lot of the reason for that, I think, is the lack of uh, stimulation. productive stimulation, because home, like being at home, and I'm not saying that it's not rewarding or anything like that, because it is very rewarding. And it it's very good for your family, for your kids to be with you. and you to be in their lives and then not to have to be in childcare and stuff like that. But there are struggles with it as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Stay at home moms happen to work all the time round the clock. And then our work as a stay at home mom, you don't really have those tangible successes that you can like measure that you are accomplishing every day. Mm. you know what i mean yeah yeah and so it's it's really hard to feel satisfied with the work that you're doing <laughs> wow. because over time you see the fruit yeah. but it's not like an everyday thing whereas with a job like you completed your work for that day you know what i mean like yeah. if you leave the home and you go and you do a job you c- completed your work for that day so it's really i think
2: it's measurable
0: it's measurable. Mm. Yes, it's daily, like it's measurable every day or every week. Like you can actually say, "Oh, I accomplished this project. I did this, that, you know, I marked things off on my list from my job." You know, and it could be for whatever job. If you work in a grocery store, you know, you you did the aisles
1: yeah. or,
0: you know, you're a cashier, you accomplished that day. Whereas when you're a mom, it's just your life.
2: Yeah. I've heard of prisoners who spend time like in solitary confinement and stuff like that to keep from actually going insane, they started taking track of little wins. And -hmm. I've heard that from another uh, uh, Navy SEAL admiral, Admiral McRaven. He talked about starting your day with just making your bed, Mm -hmm. you know, and these little wins and just stacking these little wins all day.
0: Yeah, it's important to recognize that the things that you're doing – are little wins i think for moms it's harder though because we clean the house and then as soon as the kids get mm. home from school it's completely destroyed you know what i mean <laughs> or it's i mean even if your house is in total order and stuff like that sometimes it's not completely destroyed but it's just not as obvious yeah you know what i mean so i think it's really important if you feel under stimulated uh even as you know a dad or whatever, try to find some things that really help you in your interests and in your growth. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I know for me, now that I've been going to the gym regularly, Mm -hmm. this is like a tangible success that is just for me. And it has made all the difference.
2: Yeah, I definitely seen a, a rise in your mental health and everything, you know, just by you going to the gym and,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, just starting to to create different uh, cuisines for us to eat healthier and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, it led to so many things, right? Different
2: things in lives, you know what I mean? That were for the positive, you know.
0: Yeah, and that's why I mean, like, even if you think it's just one thing, it can lead to, uh like many different things that are positive in your life where you don't feel like you need to start fights with somebody and you have more control over your life and you start kind of rebuilding your own identity. And I'm not saying identity away from the marriage or the family, but everybody needs their own sense of identity too. Yeah. So that way they have, something that they're building for themselves to feel satisfaction. Like anytime you get out of the house Mm -hmm. and do productive work in some point, some way, shape or form, they say that even running errands will lift your mood. Mm. So if you're struggling with depression and stuff like that, just start making a habit of going to the gym or maybe going for a walk or doing your errands and start making lists. And then you can check those tangible wins off.
2: Yeah, for sure. And then if you write them Mm -hmm. down, it's so much easier to keep track of and Mm -hmm. see your wins. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I thought it was interesting that you said that, you know, cleaning the house and the kids destroying it and then, you know, just being devastated about that, right? Mm -hmm. I thought that was important because for the men who are listening, think about it. Your wife cleans the house, it gets destroyed by the kids. She's already feeling bad about that because that's, that's a win that's, wiped off the the chalkboard, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then you come home and you're pissed off because you've been at work all day and you're wondering what the heck she did all day.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, how's that making her feel? That's like a double double whammy right there on her. You know what I mean? She's already feeling bad if yeah. she cleaned the house and, and it got destroyed. So just food for thought with that. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I was really thinking about this this past week and I feel that it's so interesting how the Bible describes a Proverbs 31 woman. Mm-hmm. This woman was productive. I mean, yeah. the Proverbs 31 woman was productive. She like wakes up at the crack of dawn. She makes her own clothes. She cooks food. She buys a field. But it's interesting because the description of her, she is putting her energy out there and then she can see how like the reward of it. Do you know what I mean? And I think in this day and age where we're not having to buy a field or things like that, like we still need to see that we're having productive wins. And even if it's just cleaning the house and stuff like that, it's, it's harder to measure. And that's, you know, Sometimes women will start fights with their husbands <laughs> because they're it, yeah. because they're unstimulated. They need change. And husbands, it's so helpful to recognize that maybe your wife needs to start doing something for herself, like going to the gym or, you know, a book club or a Bible study away from the kids, yeah. away from the
2: house. Well, I know there's a lot of uh, line wives out there who have started their own like side company.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: you know what i mean so they could feel relevant right so they can get their their wins in
0: yeah you know, well to keep stimulated well it's not even about feeling relevant but it's more well i guess it it is yeah. like so you just you want to have your own successes too like because we're capable of it everybody inside knows that they can be a certain level and accomplish a certain amount mm-hmm. And I feel like if you aren't doing that internally, you're kind of like upset whether you recognize it or not.
2: And that could lead to fights, right? Because it can, you know, you, I remember a couple of our fights that we had was you're all successful. You go to this, you have your podcast, you have this, that, and the other. And it almost comes off to me. It comes off like, well, what are you jealous or what? You know what I mean? But it's not jealousy. No at all it's just you complaining about your situation
0: yeah it's not jealousy and it's not even complaints it's that voice i know i could do more (laughs) and i'm so bugged that i'm not doing more (laughs) Mm -hmm. and everybody feels that way and that's why people deal with depression Mm -hmm. and that's why people end up picking fights That's why, you know, it causes actually a lot of problems. The internal struggle inside of knowing that you can do more and you should be doing more, but then that could translate into, I'm not doing more because of you.
2: Mm, Yeah, you're the one who's causing me to be held back, right?
0: Yes, or I'm not doing more because of the kids. Wow. And then that can be an ongoing fight. So I really encourage people if that's something you I identify with or you feel you're struggling with or maybe you didn't know that -hmm. was the reason why you're picking fights or having issues or you continue to have the same fight with your spouse Mm -hmm. over and over because i know we've had the same fight over and over and it's because i have this internal struggle where it's like i know i can be doing more and i'm not doing more and i'm bugged because i can't do more
1: (laughs) another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check
2: I wanted to get back, so it's this internal struggle, right? So does that mean that's a a belief process that you were taught? Was that a learned behavior from your childhood or anything like that? That
0: it can be, it can be. This in particular thing, I think, um, definitely can can be part of, you know, what the societal picture they've painted for us that we expect of ourselves or, or the picture we have painted in our own heads since we were kids Mm -hmm. on what we expect our lives to be and then having to deal with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And because sometimes life turns different than what we expect. A lot of the time it is, it's different than how we envisioned or imagined. Um, I know for me, some of the struggles I have are that, I didn't realize it, how hard it was to allow you to be the man and provide for me and me not provide anything.
2: <laughs> <laughs> why, did you, why do you feel like you struggled with that?
0: Uh, because of the way I was raised. Uh-huh. I was raised in a way where it was like transactional instead of I'm the child and I will have my needs met. Uh-huh. And so now I feel like, if I'm not contributing, then I'm like in your pocket and I owe you. And I don't like that. Wow. I do not like that at all. And so that that could be a block mm-hmm. too. I mean, God will lead you on the reasons why. I know for me, he led me to that and to real- recognize that. Yeah. And now I'm like trying to really settle into this life that you've given and provided for me because. It's, like, beautiful. It's beautiful to be able to cook all kinds of crazy meals for the family and make things from scratch and, you know, take care of the kids and be there for them for every event and, you know, volunteer at the schools and all these things. And
2: definitely frees you up, huh?
0: It's it's beautiful, but I have a resentment because I think I'm going to have to owe you. And that's not right. That's all in my head. That's not reality. Wow. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. No, it's definitely Satan at work, right? Trying to put in these thoughts into your head and stuff like that, you know, based off of, you know, perception. Yeah. Perception of what you think or thought or what were taught, right? Yep. So now, well, once again, guys, we hope this helps you. This is our foundation. This is our podcast. Our heart is for you guys. We you know you guys are going to get some tremendous value out of this. And please remember to be, be patient with one another. Mm-hmm.
1: right? Help each, other yeah, help each other
2: out. Help each other out. You guys are in this life together. And you guys need to really, really just love on each other. Mm-hmm. Show your children what it is to, to love each other.
0: And to support each other. Support
2: each other. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, especially in this day and age.
0: In a non-manipulative way. Absolutely. I have to say that. (laughs) You do it without owing somebody. You you love on them.
2: (laughs) Once again, this is Jenny and David from the Show Up That podcast on our series of Marriage Mm -hmm. on the Line, Lifeline. Tune in for our next series. Once again, thank you.